Are you ready for the weekend yet? We have events, news, and a guest for you to enjoy this Lake Life weekend. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to our latest podcast. I'm Dirk, I'm your host, and we are starting the third season of our Lake Life Weekend podcast program. And I must admit, I'm fairly proud um, because I didn't realize until just recently that we have recorded over 130 interviews in the past two years, and we have over 10,000 downloads of our program. And um, I was actually not expecting that. Um, I just did it because I enjoyed it. And I really appreciate you tuning in and following us on all our channels with what we are doing. So again, I want to make a little shout out here before it goes into our program, which is really interesting because I just had with me uh, Riley Esser out of Perm. And uh, he has a hemp farm, which is called Uncle Funky's Farm. And you will hear all about hemp production and the difference between obviously THC and CBD oil, hemp, uh, strains and uh, all things they can do. So stay tuned for our program. But thank you again for tuning in. Uh, we have a lot of feedback and we are working on another season of our magazine right now, which will go into print. Uh, we are working on a new event in March, our Lake Life season kickoff party and a little pre-save the date. Please um, mark your calendars for March 20th, Friday, and uh, go to explorelakelife.com for more details and the program. We will be throwing a party with live on stage crop dusters at six, and then at eight we have on stage Tripwire, and it will be a fun event. We, <coughs> excuse me, we have uh, Zorbis passing out one thousand free personal pizza tokens so that means we have door prizes this year it's a free event on top of it so come and collect your free pizza token for this upcoming season um, we have a lot of program we have a beanbag tournament we have a frisbee golf challenge course we have some exhibitors we have a road trip show all kinds of things please come and open the Lake Life season this March with us. But also check out our website as always, lakelifeweekend.com for updates in the local area and let us know if we should send you a magazine which will go into print in February and then we will send those out uh, and deliver them everywhere end of February. But now I don't want to keep this much longer from our program with Riley Esser here, enjoy our newest and first recording of this year 2020. Thank you again. Please also follow us Instagram, Facebook, leave us some notes, email us anytime to hello at lakelifeweekend.com. Thank you for tuning in. Hello and welcome to another episode of our Lake Life Weekend podcast. I'm here today with uh, Riley Esser. Hi, Riley. Hi. Nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah, thank you for coming. <laughs> yeah. And um, just a little uh, background here. We uh, work with someone, um, 
uh, Ryan and De La Rosa. He does a lot of our um, design work and is involved with our production behind the scenes. And you also work with Ryan, um, who does some of your website and storytelling. Yep, yeah, he's he's building our website for us. We don't have it up and running, but I think we'll have it running today, I hope, yeah. actually. <laughs> so uh, um, he actually mentioned uh, you last year already and talked about your hemp farm uh, in Perm, around Perm, and I was like, what? Yeah. So um, that was a really interesting story he brought to our attention, and we finally connected, and we will hear about... Um, hemp and um, the difference between THC and CBD and and all those things but before we dive into hemp and hemp farming in Audetail County maybe give us a little bit background about yourself um, I think everybody in Perm knows the name Esser so um, you are related to the the plumbing family yes I am uh my dad's company is Phil's Plumbing, but we are related to Esser Plumbing and Heating. My uncle owns Esser Plumbing and Heating. Uh, we both have worked there over the years. Um, my dad worked there for 12 or 13 years before he went off on his own and started Phil's Plumbing. And then uh, I've been helping him since I was 13 years old probably so oh yeah got a lot of plumbing you got plumbing experience. in your blood plumbing yeah. in your b bones <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay so you're a plumber by trade and um is it third generation did your grandfather actually start it my grandfather did start it yes yeah. so we would i would be a third generation plumber okay yeah <laughs> yeah interesting no very interesting and uh, just to clarify, I think I learned uh, you're not the German Esser. <laughs> no, not anymore. <laughs> you're the we, we did the ancestry, <laughs> or I did the ancestry, and it came back as we're the English Essers now all of a sudden. So that, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sorry I'm grinning because we spoke about that a little <laughs> moment ago, and I was going to do... Uh, uh, one of those tests myself and I'm a little concerned because I am from Germany and I <laughs> believe to have only German blood in me but maybe I will be proven wrong and I don't know if I want to find out but <laughs> so you're the Esser uh, from the British uh, from the English side yeah. uh, um, very interesting fact so you're a plumber by trade uh, and I understand that your family purchased a hobby farm uh, um, a little while ago or like how many years ago it's probably been uh, let's see it's been over 20 years 20 23 years ago probably oh, so you have been dinking around let's say yeah on the farm with different crops and different gardens mostly gardens, gardens some livestock chickens we tried pigs a couple of years ago that was really fun <laughs> uh they're dangerous they're delicious oh they're delicious too. <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> <laughs> so you're actually a true hobby farm family, let's say? Yeah, I suppose we fall into that category now. The <laughs> How many acres? Are uh, our total compound, we call it, is 46 acres. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. With pastures then, and, and, and obviously for livestock some, yep, and, then, and then tillable, I think is the term. Yep, yep. We only did two acres of tillable this year. Uh, we do have pasture. There's no animals on it right now my parents keep chickens uh yeah okay and everybody lives there like your family your yeah dad? My, my dad has a, my dad and mom have a house it was original house and then uh they moved a place on for my grandma who has passed away oh. and my brother and his family live there now and then i 
moved the house on too, I, or built the house. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah we've got a compound. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> like you, it's, it's really. I was just gonna say it. It sounds like a compound. Very, <laughs> very cool. And it's by Perm. Yeah. It's yeah. in between Perm and Otter Tail. Okay. Yep. Okay. And um, <coughs> when was it? Or actually, let's talk uh, about that because I did some research. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hemp. Um, what I found was it's like a. 10,000 year old uh, um, crop or fiber that has yeah. been used pretty much forever to produce material uh, let it be rope or like maybe tell us a little bit about the history of hemp well yeah hemp has been used by humans since as far back as history goes pretty much from what I can tell uh, and of, uh, originally they used it for cordage um, for making ropes and textiles and stuff like that. Um, because of the strength or something? Yeah, yep. The fiber? The hemp fiber is super strong. It's one of the far strongest fibers you can find in nature. Um, and then they moved on to using it as medicine. Mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of where we're at now as we're growing for CBD. Mm -hmm. uh, CBD's uh, it's an oil, cannabis oil. Uh, that has some good medical properties that helps with uh, suppressing cancer. Of course, that's the first place everybody always goes is to cancer. Cancer <coughs> um, helps with uh, pain, pain uh, sleep, helps people who have problems sleeping, insomnia, yeah. Calm, uh. um, anxiety. I mm. know people use it for anxiety. Mm. Um, we grew a lot of smokable flour this year. And what I'm noticing is that a lot of people just don't like to smoke anything anymore. Yeah, yeah. But one second, before we dive into all the products, uh, that is interesting. But just to clarify, maybe some parents don't even know, maybe everybody knows, but we have the THC component and then yep. the CBD component in those plants. And I, what I learned is that there's different strains Or like there's yep. different plants. Yep. One is more THC heavy or, or concentrated. So that's the drug. Correct. And um, then we have the CBD, which is more for harvesting oils or producing oils. Right. And right. they're different C, uh, different plants. Uh, or? No. They're, they're all cannabis. They all come from the same family. Yeah. yeah. Genetically, they're the same plants. Uh, right, but different uh, strains then. But yep, it's it's strains. So strain we, specific. So they're legal. I mean, like, I mean, obviously we're recording a, 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 a public uh, document here, and right. um, and it's a legal product. I mean, right. we're not talking drugs. No, no, and it's it has impossible to produce drugs out of it. It is impossible. Well, mostly impossible. Yeah. <laughs> Let's stick to the impossible. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. no, I mean, like, uh, with the stuff that I can probably get and plant. Uh, that would be more the CBD version. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So just to clarify, it's very interesting. Even if you wanted to grow some, you'd still have to be licensed through the state. Even if you're oh. doing a small amount for yourself, oh, really? for personal use even, you still need a license through the state. Oh, really? And the guidelines on the THC for this uh, hemp is it needs to be below 0.3% THC. Okay, concentration. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because I actually... I mean, it's not legal in this state. I mean, maybe some people have seen uh, Elon Musk uh, smoke weed in one of the podcasts. I yep. think it was in Seattle yep. with Ronan or whatever his name is. And there it's legal. 
yep. uh, to consume and to grow and whatnot. And when I was, uh, oh my God, I was probably 16 or 18, um, in Germany, it was not legal, really. It was always, like I guess, tolerated. But in the Netherlands, as we, I think, right. all know since the 90s, uh, <laughs> it is a legal consumable uh, product. And we went over, I, we could, I don't even know what that all is. like. But you <laughs> can buy it, and then we tried to grow it. I think everybody tried to grow a hemp flower. I think I did. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, parents at that point didn't even know if it's a fern or like nobody knew what that <laughs> yeah, was. They didn't even know what it was. In, like. in the 90s, yeah. <laughs> but like I tried, I guess, not really farming, but probably in a pot. Like, uh, not a pot, like a <laughs> flower pot. But yeah. I don't think I succeeded. I don't even remember. But interesting. So now it's highly uh, uh, regulated. And in the state of Minnesota, even to go into the CBD farming, you would need to be licensed. And then you can, if you're licensed, receive uh, the, the seeds, I guess. Yep. yep. And, the, and the, start. Yeah, there's uh, seed producers all over the United States since the hemp was legalized. Uh, I bought them out of uh, Oregon, mm-hmm. um, and there's a company out of Wisconsin that I really like. I was actually talking to them yesterday about getting some seed. Uh, they sold me my cherry blossom seed last year, which turned out to be really nice uh, hemp plants. They came out beautiful. Okay. Huh. Yeah, tell us, uh, um, so how long have you been licensed then? Or how long have you been practicing or trying or growing? Uh, I guess I have a little bit of experience prior. Uh, I went out to California years ago and just kind of observed how they grew their cannabis out there mm-hmm. and picked up a little bit on that. And uh, yeah, I've grown a hemp plant here and there over the years as a little practice and I got pretty decent at it. And uh, yeah, now I'm growing hemp. Uh, we started last summer was our first summer our crop did really good better than we thought it would uh, my plants were seven feet tall on really yeah they got huge so so uh, let's zoom in again so we have two acres yep and you just put it in as uh, as if you were to plant corn uh no not exactly ah, we, we we put it down uh this mul- they call it mulch but it's like uh, a lot of vegetable farmers use it it's plastic that you lay down in the dirt oh. into rows. And then we, uh, last year we kept our closest ones were four foot on center. So they, we you need a little space for them because they get so big. Oh, really? So we uh, we had them four feet apart and uh, we did about about 2,000 plants on two acres. So 1,000 plants an acre, about. Okay. Uh, and then they grow like a bamboo, or they grow, obviously they grow high. You said seven feet. Do yeah. They also, if you need four feet, so they grow two feet each side. Is it like a shrub? How does I, it look? Uh, it looks like, you know what? It, it looks like a Christmas tree farm is what it looks like. Oh really? From a distance. That's <laughs> what everybody who saw it be like. Well, are you growing Christmas trees over there? Good. You can incognito. <laughs> you can. Uh, yeah, you don't even need a fence around it. Okay, interesting. Um, Okay, yeah. uh, and they go wide a little bit then? Yep, they go wide. If you top if you top them, cut the tops off, they'll go even wider. Mm. Um, I didn't do a lot of topping. I just let a lot of them just do their thing, and they, they got huge. Uh, when do you, when is planting season, and like how long does it take? I think it's one of the fastest growing plants it's around. Am- it's amazing how fast they grow. It, uh, we had ours in 
um, in July. That late? Yeah. Yep. We put ours in beginning of July, and they got to be seven, like I said, seven feet tall, which, yeah, it is amazing how By much. By September or two months or? Yeah, we were... Um, we were out harvesting end of September, even into early October. Okay. And yeah. you had, yeah, so so you plant them just under the foil? Uh, cut holes in the uh, mulch, the plastic I was talking about. We just, this year we did it on our hands and knees, which was crazy. I don't think we'll ever be doing that again. Uh, but yeah, we literally punched holes in the plastic on our hands and knees and planted every single one of those plants. 2,000 little seedlings. By hand, yes. Did you pre-grow them in a, in a, in a, in a, in a greenhouse? Yeah, we started them in a so growth chamber. Actually, uh, grass, grass roots, Tom Minover, he oh. helped me out with that last year. He was okay. very helpful. Ah, yeah, okay, so you start them and then you relocate them. Yep, yep. Okay. So when we planted them, they were probably four to six inches tall. Ah, okay. Yeah. And why is the plastic? What, like, what's just the to keep Just to keep the weeds down. There's also a water drip line that runs under the plastic. So if we need to water, we can turn that drip line on. Um, this year we had so much rain that I think I only turned that drip line on maybe four or five times all summer mm. long. Could, would have been a good year to not use a drip line. If, yeah. If a guy was starting out instead of spending that money, you know. Yeah. But I didn't know it was going to happen that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you went down on your knees like the old days, uh -huh. no machinery involved, uh, like very organic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, and uh, then harvest. Do you have machinery? Like, did uh, you do it by hand, or we How did? did you we did that by hand too. We were really? literally out there with a chainsaw because they the plants got so big. Really? That some of them, you know, the stumps would be six inches in diameter. Really? Yeah. So we were out there literally with a chainsaw cutting down one plant at a time, harvesting one at a It was a pain in the butt, man. But we got it done. <laughs> and then you pull in, <laughs> you, have a tra yeah, you have a trailer, like, and then you load them, and then you go into a garage, and you pick the uh, leaves? Or how big are the leaves? Uh, well, the leaves get What's pretty... What's the process? Like, yeah, yeah the leaves get pretty big, but what we're, at, what we're after is the flower. Uh, oh. So what we do is we... We have a machine, it's called a bucker, and it, it grabs the stem and pulls the stem through. So you debranch a plant. Oh, sure. Take all the smaller branches off and you'd send the branches through one at a time and it knocks the bud or the flower off. And then from there, we take the, the flower and run it through a tumbler trimmer that we have. And then we have trimmed flower that needs to be dried at that point and cured. Flower is really the blossom, the, the actual, it's a flower. Like a, right, yeah, okay, or flower. the bud, a bud or a flower, yeah. Okay, yeah. and that's where the, is there a seed in, or is that where you gain the oil? Because I thought we would kind of mesh the leaves. Okay, so everything is in the flower. Correct, yep. I see. Yep. How, how big is that? Uh, well, the buds can get pretty big. Uh, I guess we had some colas that when they were, at their prime were maybe a foot long and three inches in diameter uh when that i mean that seems like a lot of flour but when it dries out it shrinks down massively so you so know it's already dry when we harvest it no it's wet when we harvest oh, okay and then we dry it and cure it for sale or okay. use 
Yeah. Um, we also sent a lot of our uh, product to an extractor in Fargo, which will be turned into oil, CBD oil, crude oil. Okay. It can be uh, brought down further into distillates and isolates. Uh, but what we have now is just crude oil coming from a company out of Fargo. And that is from the flour also? Yes. Okay, so that's... They, they extract it using an ethanol system. So they, uh, they soak it in alcohol uh -huh. and then extract the oil and then they pull the ethanol back out of the oil. Okay. It kind of, it's almost like a super high-tech still. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So, hmm, if we're talking two acres and 2,000 plants, yep. how many flowers, how much weight, how much oil is coming back? Like, what is um, the crop volume? Well, we dropped off 1,800 pounds in Fargo. Of Wow. Of, of uh, some of it was just bucked, and then some of it was. Uh, That's almost a ton. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it, well, uh, 800 pounds of it is what we call biomass, and that's stuff that came off of the flower out of our trimmer. And we saved all the stuff, all the trimmings, all the small leaves and yeah. little buds that fell through and stuff. And we also brought 800 pounds of that up there. And the thousand pounds, like I said, was just what we call bucked flour so okay. it was just big uh, super sacks full of bud and it had you know it's not trimmed mm -hmm. so it has the bud and the leaves and everything in there um, yeah and they're making oil out of it uh, how much oil was then produced uh, it sounds like we're gonna get at least 30 liters okay um, that's which 10 gallons, let's just try off. I think 10 gallons would be 36 liters. Yeah, yeah. So not even 10 gallons, 30 liters. I mean, I love that you talk metric to me because that's my <laughs> language. So 30 <laughs> liters, that's like 30 or 15 two, the, the two liter Coke yeah. bottles, right? right let's right. talk uh, consumer <laughs> language. Um, so 15 bottles for, okay, that's still a lot of oil, no? That's a lot of oil, yeah. Um, and then we're on a 50-50 split with that company. That's what they charge is wow. a 50-50 split. Okay. Uh, when we first started looking into the industry, a lot of extractors were running a 70-30 split, but the industry blew up so big and there was such high demand for these extractors that they could pretty much name their price. And the standard is now 50-50. Good for you. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that, yeah, it's good. But buying the machinery would probably be a hundred thousand dollars or impossible to or more 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 probably. could be millions of dollars really yeah okay so okay now um what happens with all the other material uh, uh is it used for fiber uh, do you uh, sell it off to make rope or? we we would love to but there's nobody doing that yet oh. so what's gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> so it's gonna happen with our cordage is we're probably gonna run it through a wood chipper and till it right back into the field um, just because there's no market for it yet okay. Ho hopefully there will be uh, the United States really needs to move back in that direction uh, originally the United States grew a ton of hemp yeah uh, I thought that uh, to read that yeah during the like the Revolutionary War you were being a farmer you were required by law to grow hemp Really? for the war cause so and 
they grew it during the Civil War for the sails on the battleships. Uh, I mean, it's it's kind of weird that they ever made it illegal to begin with. But so uh, now so they made cloth. So what can we all do uh, produce out of it? Uh, they produce a lot of cloth textiles. Most of it comes out of China, though. We really need the United States to start producing its own textile grade hemp which I think we're going to in the next few years. I think we're going that direction. I hope we're going and that And then direction. we can replace like cotton or what, what, like, what uh, can we produce? Like bags for potatoes or what would we say? I mean, we don't need well, sales anymore really for well, ships. Uh, Levi is looking at switching their denim over to hemp denim. Really? Which is, a, that would be great. Uh, Lego right now is switching all of their blocks over to hemp plastic blocks, they're in the process of doing that. You can make plastic. Out yes. Of it? Or like yeah. a like a. Well, it's obviously not plastic, but it's. They it's call it hemp plastic. Really? Yes. Well, okay. And I, I'm not exactly sure the process on it, but I know that Lego is in the process of converting all their toys over to hemp plastic, which is that's great. It's no, it is great because obviously it's a bioproduct, and yeah. you can just throw like it doesn't do any harm. It's not plastic plastic. Right. Right. It's not oil-based plastic. I, or at least you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, a, mm -hmm. I would imagine it's a hemp oil-based plastic. Right. I don't know the exact process. It probably degrades de or like falls into pieces again eventually. So, so we can we could do jeans-style pants. We yeah. can do, I guess, bags like I, any kind of. I've seen shoes made out of hemp. Really? Uh, uh, yeah. I just saw some on Facebook the other day. That popped up on my feed. Uh, dope kicks. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. it's, your, it's your secret uh, stash <laughs> yeah. to your feet. Interesting. Okay, so we have a lot of materials. We have oils, um, like on the, the CBD side, and then we have a, a, a possible harvest material for, for ropes and all. Like, I'm surprised we should maybe look into that. Uh, producing, I don't know how to... Do you know how to what the process would look like to convert it like and what is it what part of the fiber is it the stem or like how it, do you it's in the stem and uh i guess they're starting to produce them in the united states again but there's a machine called a decordigizer mm -hmm, okay and uh what that does is it strips um you know there's the core of the stem and uh -huh. that's a different product okay uh i can't remember what that's called but then there's the cordage and the decordigizer will cottonize, they call it cottonizing it, and it pretty much looks like a pile of cotton after it runs through there. Oh really? It's like like fluffy? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and uh, I've only seen one example of that. Uh, Winona LaDuc out of the White Earth area has a decordigizer, and she was at a hemp meeting or a hemp show I went to, and she had an example of some decordigized or cottonized hemp that she grew it was so she has a machine up there yep, yep why don't we sell the stems there or give her the stems i, I think she's growing enough for herself right, oh, really to handle right now but yeah it it could it could expand um there's also different types of hemp see she grew two types of hemp she grew her cbd hemp for her flower and then she grew cordage hemp which is tall, skinny hemp. It'll sometimes it'll it can get 15 feet tall, and it's just really? tall, s super skinny hemp. And that's more what they're looking for for their uh, decordigizer and to cottonize for 
for clothing and yeah. fiber and stuff. So what's the most interesting part about the plant before we talk about CBD oil <coughs> and, and remedies or whatever, but is it the fast growing? Like obviously it grows in Minnesota, but we have hot summers. So like the, the, the kicker is or the most, in, it's so fast growing, yeah? 15 feet high. I mean, that's like bamboo. Yeah. Yeah. On, on cordage hemp, that stuff grows like crazy. I've, I've seen that they have, uh, they're rediscovering old hemp strains that have just grown in the United States since it was legal, you know, wild, what they call ditch weed. Oh really? It, and now they're reintroducing those strains back into the hemp because they're useful for cordage and stuff. I guess in Tennessee they've got some that it, that get huge. Huh. And that's what they're raising it for is cordage. Okay. Okay. So um, now with the you said your harvest will be um, uh, 30 liters and then you will have 15 liters uh, after your cut of the oil coming soon I guess and then what are you all making out of it? Or like, uh, do you have a processing facility then? Or uh, we haven't decided what we're gonna do with our oil yet. Uh, you could sell it, I guess, to we, a producer it, or like to someone. Yep, we could sell it, um, or the company that's making our oil for us could sell it, and then we would get, you know, fifty percent of whatever they made off of that. Sure. Oil. Um, so they label it. They have a production facility. They they produce stuff. Uh, they can. They call that, uh, they call it white labeling. I sure. And, and that's just kind of where you get a product and it's already in a container and then you can label it your own way. Right, yeah. 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 So that's where there's a good chance that our oil will go to a, like a white labeling company. Okay. Um, Which somebody just uh, has already a brand established and, yep. and then just uses your or like Autotech County grown oils and then it's maybe a ver very well established brand. It could be. So they could just use, okay, yeah. like, like a, yeah, like, a, I don't know, um, like dairy farmers bring their milk and then all of a sudden it's uh, that kind of cheese. So you would be a supplier to them. Right. But you can also produce your own and you could create a we brand. Do you have a brand name or like do you have an idea on what? Yeah, we call the farm Uncle Funky's Farm. Uncle Funky? Uncle Funky's Farm. Uh, uh, that's what my nieces and nephew call me <laughs> so we just thought it'd be kind of funny to yep. go with that and yeah. uh, we, we also have uh, smokables too um, we're selling pre-rolls and little eighth ounce bags uh, we have them at west side in town here we have them at Asima in Monoman and we also have them at uh, the wagon wheel in Richville I'm, I'm looking f for more storefronts to put them in, but yeah. Um, so uh, um, that that would that's a different product. So let's talk about the oils later. So what are the the smokables? So it's a cigarette style. Yeah. Tobacco. Yeah. It's not a tobacco, obviously, but it's it's not um, THC. Right. Uh, heavy. It's it, is it calming? Is it then CBD? concentrated then? Right. It's it's higher in CBD than THC, so you get calming effects, uh, helps with body pains. Um, if you have issues sleeping, it helps with insomnia, uh, anxiety. A lot of people use it for anxiety. So, okay, okay, now let's, um, so I could uh, rub oil on my um, 
beforehand or I could probably, I don't know, what do you do with oil? Do you drink it? Do you put it on your skin? The oil, uh, there's a lot of different products they make out of it. Yeah, they, they make topicals and mix it into lotions. Uh, they make a lot of tinctures, which are uh, like a liquid form that you just drop on your tongue to get the medical effects. Uh, those are really common. I, I've seen all sorts of stuff. Lip balm. Okay, so you, know. <laughs> so you kind of want the CBD to be absorbed by your body and then we can use it in the oil form? Yep. Or we can smoke it? Or you can smoke it. Right? Ah, okay, so uh, is that a traditional? Actually, I mean, like, curious. Is that what probably indigenous cultures, I mean, thousands of years ago, did they find that out too? Were they CBD... Uh, did they use it only for when was it invented that like we realized it was actually calming and uh, you know I'm not too sure on that uh, I think mostly this whole hemp thing comes down to uh, laws uh, I think most people would like to grow fuller spectrum uh, hemp or cannabis so you get higher THC and higher CBD both but with the federal laws we have, we just can't do that. They they put the federal guidelines at 0.3% THC, and that's it. That's bottom line. You can't you can't have any more than that. If mm. you do, you have to destroy your crop. So it has to be tested before. It's yes. Yep. It, ah. Okay. A, uh, employee of the state comes in and actually takes tests. Oh, really? Yeah. So you're okay. Yep. You're audited, so to say. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, when you buy the crop, you already buy it with the assumption or the promise that it is not an illegal crop or, or a seed. Yeah, you, and you need, you really got to do your research on who you're buying your seed from. There's oh, a really? lot of shady seed dealers out there. Oh, really? And uh, <laughs> It comes with the industry. No. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, uh, yeah, there's a lot of people in Minnesota who had to destroy their crops this really? year because it was too high. Well, but then I would definitely make a claim with the seed supplier because it's like if depending on what they promised it's it's hard to go after your seed suppliers really? they might even just disappear huh you know interesting. the comp the company you bought them from might not be in existence when it comes to harvest you know wow okay so it's it's still like an industry like the wild wild west a little bit it's, it's a little in, wild west it's a little yeah. wild west yeah still, but um <laughs> okay so now going back um and 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 from the learning uh, we don't need to be afraid of it. So actually, it's not a drug drug. It's not like a illegal drug. So the, the THC is regulated. And obviously, before it even hits production, the state regu regulator comes out, audits you and say, OK, this is not dangerous, according to the law. Right? According to the law. So according to the law, it's not dangerous. <laughs> yeah. and, and then we can consume it in a smokable way and yep. then in an oil way. And then we can rub it or like we can um, um, use yeah. it as a lotion. We can lip balm. And we can uh, use it as a, a, a drip. Yeah, like we can a tincture. Yeah, we can eat it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay, and these, and they have these general effects. Like I, I really don't know anything about it. So it's like, is it like that type of CBD would be calming? So this is it like. Um, my my point is like there's medication for anxiety. There's like, medication for pain. Obviously, they're different chemicals. Is it like an is CBD like general? It's like it's it's the spectrum, or is there like CBD uh, A, CBD B, and C? Right. I really don't know anything. Right. Yeah. There are there are different 
uh, parts of the plant. There's a uh, yes yeah, CBDA. Mm -hmm. um, there's also new things being found. There's uh, strains coming out now that are called CBG strains. Okay. And then they're higher in CBG than CBD. But what's really cool about the CBG strains is they have almost zero THC. They're even lower than like the CBD hemp that I grew this year. And what does it stand for, CBG? Ah, jeez. Uh, CBD is cabinet oil. CBG, I'm, I don't know. I'd almost okay. have to. I'd almost have to Google it. Yeah. Okay. The, the, the stuff. So new. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then there's CBN that people are really interested in too, and uh, I've looked into those plants, but they pretty much don't exist. Okay. And. And from what I understand, if people tell you they have them, they're probably lying to you. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. another one of them Wild West shady yeah. deals, you okay. know? <laughs> okay. So were you, are we able to then, the oil, could we make something, like I'm just thinking, let's, let's create a product. So you get your 15 liters back. Right. You could probably put them in little glass re like closing um, what is it called like a little um, a little vial a little vial yeah. uh, uh, of like I don't know 10 milliliters yep. or 15 milliliters and then you could sell those with a little label on it oof I see yep. Uncle Funky yeah. Farm so oof <laughs> uh, uh, oof duh and then maybe like whatever you have, we have our oil and then people can just consume it as they want they can put it on their nose they can put it on their Correct. tongue okay so Correct. that would be one option yep. but you could also say you know what I'm selling uh, uh, oof chocolate cookie right and you can put little drips into the chocolate cookie dough we could absolutely do, do that. or like drinks or like yep. chocolate milk okay yeah, so I, you I you think it'd be fun to set up a booth at the farmers market here in right. town in the summer and yeah. you know maybe have some cookies and brownies and and, and stuff like that you know it'd, it, I think it'd be fun right yeah. right yeah yeah, so you are still exploring your options on how to dis how to use. So you're not selling holes like you're not really like a, a corn grower. Usually, just sells it to the elevator, if, I guess. If somebody called me and said they wanted fifty pounds, I would sell them fifty pounds. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, right now it's the we're selling our own pre rolls and our eighth ounces, and uh, hopefully we'll have some oil products before too long. So how, what are the pre-rolls? Like how how much is one of those? Uh, they're one gram mm -hmm. per, per pre-roll cigarette. And uh, um, they're retailing, I think the stores around here have them retailing right around $15 for oh, really? two of them, for oh, two wow. cigarettes. Uh, from what I've noticed when people smoke them, uh, for one person a cigarette's usually, uh, like you'd have to put it out and light it again later. For two people, one cigarette seems to be just fine. You'll smoke the whole thing between two people. Okay. Uh, but you don't get high, you just relax. Just relax. Yeah. Really? Yeah. But it works? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I'm yeah. tempted. I've been getting, <laughs> yeah, I've been getting, I'll leave some with you. Yeah, of course. <laughs> 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 yeah, be having this on video, like um, uh, Elon Musk has said, it's, just like, it's like the Minnesota version of, a, of yeah. a smoke here. But okay, yeah, no, I would gladly uh, try it out. Um, so, uh, that's I mean that's like an expensive cigar I mean like you know I think everybody's like ooh ah you know so hmm well people drink scotch uh, 
in fancy movies with a cigar and like the cigar maybe even twenty dollars. Right, right. I mean, and then the scotch. So it's it's just a recreational, uh, um, organic, natural product. Yep. Yeah. And and I mean, it comes with a cost, but if you share, I mean, okay. So it's not a daily. It's not like cigarettes. Addic- like the people just smoke it. Right. And they smoke right. a pack a day, which is also 12 bucks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so, okay. So we have, and what is the, you said pre-rolls and then there's another product? Uh, eight, they're eighth ounces. And what does that mean? It ju- it's an eighth of an ounce, pr- pretty much. Four grams. Is and what, yeah. Oh, it's just a bigger. Uh, an, an eighth of an ounce would be 3.5 grams technically. Okay. But. I just weigh them at four grams because oh, it's okay. easier that okay. way. <laughs> and, then, and then people put them into cake dough or like what? What, uh, what you, do you do with that? That that would be stick it in your pipe and smoke it type oh, okay. stuff, or oh, okay. roll your own if you want to roll your own uh, cigarettes. Okay. okay. Oh, it's the pre-rolled or a little bit more to just yeah, th- ah, okay. a little little cheaper that way yeah. too. But that is all legal. It's all legal. That's. 100% legal. Yeah, made in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> locally no. grown. Yeah, locally grown. No, I, <laughs> no, it's like craft beer. It's right. also relaxing. It's it's very comparable to craft beers. I feel mm-hmm. like the microbrew uh, world and the hemp world run hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can see that because, in, I mean, the It's alco- nice, nice to have a craft beer and a... Absolutely, and, a and, the, of, and a, yeah. the alcohol content is actually consist like significantly higher. Like I mean, between six and a half and nine percent mm-hmm. alcohol in a craft beer. I mean, like it does get you drowsy. I mean, uh, at least me. Yeah, uh, you know. Yeah. And if you're coming from a light version of a beer with I don't know two point three percent, so it is a stronger as a drug. Actually, it's also a legal drug. So I mean, uh, right. all this boohoo uh, if you drink. Um, uh, that you're actually getting intoxicated or like you know like drunk and yeah weird so and with smoking the uh, cbd version of a hemp f- plant you're actually getting relaxed so you're getting yep. in this relaxed mood yep yeah. there, there's uh no euphoria or any of that stuff going on yeah. no psychoactive effects yeah. so yeah it's just pretty much gets you chilled out yeah <laughs> so and you're planning to go on the farmer's markets I, I would love to. I think it'd be fun. Yeah, pff, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. should try that out. Uh, <laughs> I, I will follow your production. Actually, I want to see the I want to see the plants this summer. Yeah. Maybe I can we, stop by and we can do that. Take a look. Yeah. And um, yeah, so people f- for people to to find more ab- about and that hopefully launching website of yours. Uh, what's the domain? Uh, UncleFunkysFarm.com. Oh, that, that easy. Yeah. UncleFunkyFarm.com. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. So, um, yeah, I'm very excited. Is there anything else you wanted to share? Like, do you know, like, how many farmers are in the area? Do you know, you, you mentioned the lady in White Earth. Is there more small uh, than farmers? I think there was quite a few in Ottertail County this really? year. Uh, there was, uh, Lee Berry is his name. He owned uh, the Red Horse Ranch, but he turned the Red Horse Ranch into a oil-making facility. Oh, interesting. Into extraction. And I know he had quite a few people growing small plots for him and uh, I knew of another lady over in Ottertail who grew a couple thousand plants oh wow and uh, 
I mean, I went to that hemp meeting in St. Cloud, and mm-hmm. there was a lot of growers there, man. Really? There's probably 500 people in that building, and most of them are growers. Really? And the, they're all from Minnesota, so I think a lot more people grew than even what I thought yeah. initially. Huh. Um, Interesting. They also, on the... That's Minis- why we're so calm here, maybe. <laughs> no, maybe maybe uh minnesota department of agriculture i believe you can go on their website and it'll tell you exactly how many licenses were issued sure um sure well i mean it's a it's it's good proof that it is being regulated and yeah, yeah i mean um there's an organization uh you have meetings and you exchange uh i guess information and knowledge um no, it's fascinating, and I'm curious to watch it and see it grow. Um, I'm also interested in using the usage of the fiber. Um, right. Yeah. The future, what that bears. I mean, I, I, it's gotta take off in the United States again. I just don't see how it couldn't. Yeah. I, I know. I know China's hard to compete with, but the, it's also not legal in China. Uh huh. But they're just kind of doing it anyways, and now and now it's a legal crop in the United States, which should put us on the map for some sort of hemp cordage production. I would think. Right. I would hope that yeah. people are doing that. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I guess uh, we'll stay tuned and um, <laughs> and learn more. And when you're ready with a booth at any of the farmers markets, uh, we will let people know. But uh, if they want to find out more, they'll find all about it on your on your website can contact you yeah. and uh, and your product well um, thank you very much for coming to our program Riley yeah it was a pleasure to have you and um, you have a wonderful weekend ahead yeah yeah that's, this was a good time thanks yeah thank you <laughs> yeah this was already our uh, newest episode of the Lake Life Weekend podcast we sure hope you enjoyed it uh, tune in again next week with another great guest and updates Always check out our website, uh, lakelifeweekend.com. And if you have some comments, please feel free to email us at hello at lakelifeweekend.com. And uh, you have a wonderful weekend ahead. Uh-huh.